Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come, join us along our shared path for today's episode. Very true. Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and abandoned. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger but they will run for him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. As you can probably guess, today is Good Shepherd Sunday. Every fourth Sunday of Easter, we receive these series of lessons. And I assume that you have heard during the course of your spiritual journey, a number of sermons comparing you and me to sheep. And as my late father, who has departed to the uh, heavenly realm, has said, I don't like being compared to sheep. Sheep are dumb. I don't like being dumb. Now, of course, I did hear something from a shepherd who said that sheep are not necessarily dumb. They're just risk averse. They know that if they stick their head through something, that it might get bitten off. So, but on the other hand, if you ever Google sheep videos, which I would recommend if you really want a funny afternoon, you will find sheep getting themselves into all kinds of problems. But I'm not going to talk about sheep today. What I want to do is to put our scriptures in conversation with one another and basically flatten hierarchy. I'm going to squish it down and make it uniform. So if you want to start with our reading from Acts, you will, if you glossed over it, it said that all believers held everything in common they shared food they shared fellowship basically they were communists in a lot of ways yes it's kind of glossed over a little bit now there are several reasons for this first of all they believed that Christ was returning soon so there was really no reason to go back to their former lives 
they could hold all things in common. And if you ever read some of the subtext for Paul's letters that he was sending out, he was often fundraising. He was asking for money for the first believers in Jerusalem because their money was running out for the things that they had in common. Now, the other reason that they were living together is that they were following the, the, the commands of Jesus to love one another. And if you really love and care for each other, then you would share and hold things in common. Now, we know that Christ didn't return during their lifetimes. And it is but it is interesting that that is that this was their first response. Now it might not be a success by our standards, but maybe the way things we do here, the ways we organize and distribute our goods and services, probably could use a little rethinking in the light of the early church. But it took a long time before anything resembling church hierarchy actually came into place. Our first, it was like several hundred years before we have our first recorded liturgies. The Didache comes in around 150. And so for, a, for the first hundred years, Christians did not have what we might call a church. They gathered together in households to break bread and continue the teachings of Jesus. So not, it wasn't perfect, but it was a complete worldview away from the surrounding culture that they found themselves in. So if you hold that worldview in place, and you think about the psalm for the day, the 23rd Psalm, I'm sure that you probably all know it by heart. So while you're thinking about that, I'm going to tell you about my dog, Kyle. Most households I know don't keep sheep. But I'm sure that most of you have had a household pet or two in your lifetime, someone like that to care for. Now, Kyle is an Aussie Shepherd mix, and he does not want you can talk to the vet about that. We go on our daily walks. I make sure that he has enough time to sniff trees and bushes so he can restore his connection to the outside world. When we walk, we look out for hazards and have developed sets of commands and, and words so that he knows when it's safe to be, so he can go out confidently, knowing that we are looking out for him. He gets daily treats and pets and food and fresh water. His bowl overflows with good and healthy things to, to eat. He knows his name and comes when we call, especially if the words include walk, treat, or go. Todd and I care together for Kyle, and he knows that he's loved. And in fact, here's a very goofy, silly selfie I took one day of us being goofy together. So, Kyle is loved maybe like a sheep in a pasture. So I hopefully with this illustration, a Kyle mapped on top of the psalm, you can maybe get a sense of the intimacy that the shepherd and the psalm and the sheep share. And if we know how to care for those animals and people that come around close to us, how much more does Christ care for you and for me? As the scripture says, if we know how to give good things to our children, how much more does our 
heavenly parents know how to care for us. And even if we don't have sheep or in our lives or in our homes, there is a deep relationship and absence of hierarchy between the shepherd, the one who calls, and us, maybe the sheep. So moving on to today's reading from John, we have a bit of a confusing set of analogies of symbols. And I don't know who the editor of this particular gospel is, but they probably left a couple of words on the cutting room floor. So how is it that Jesus is both shepherd and the gate at the same time? In either case, John speaks in symbols, rarely literally. These stories and symbols are pointing to a greater truth. And in this gospel, Jesus, uh, John seems to be making the point that we get our instructions straight from the shepherd. A larger institution is not really necessary. Jesus calls us by name and we hear his call. And by following that call, we participate then in the greater life of Christ. For John, there are no secondhand Christians, those who have received the faith as it's passed down to them. All Christians are active participants one way or another, following Jesus directly, sometimes together, sometimes separately, but always having access to the divine. No intermediate is necessary. John's goal is to flatten the hierarchy between us and Christ. Now, remembering this silly picture of me and my dog, can you ever think about a time in which you have been this close, maybe this intimate with God? Maybe she has a selfie of you and her together. It reminds you of those times. There is a prayer that sometimes shows up in our lectionary that kind of sums up what John, I think, is, is seeking to say to us today. Loving God, we thank you for renewing our inmost being. Nearer are you than breathing. We are your body, your feet, your hands. Ours are the eyes with which you, in mystery, look out on a broken world. You have redeemed us and made us your people, forgiven, loved, and free. Empower us to live and love as Christ, and give us joy as we work, and wait for the final victory of life and love. In Christ we pray. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations. Thank you.